Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who is playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm playing Xandar Rednax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name's Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns. And today I'm playing Sloan, who also uses they, them pronouns. What? <laughs> <laughs> like a scratch. What? what? Impossible. What's going on? Impossible. No. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns and I'm playing Grognok. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fuck you. Absolutely fuck you. <laughs> He's dead. Um, we killed him. <laughs> I'm playing Rain Hall Winter who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening. And I use they, them pronouns. Yes, you heard that right. Um, Sloan is joining us for this episode. Whoa, Maybe man. a few more. Um, and if you want to catch up or or, uh, or not get catch up, but refresh yourself, mm. um, go back to the uh, Witness Saga a few more than a few episodes back. More than a few episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> somewhere in the 20s. Because, yeah, right uh, early those, 20s. 20, yeah, somewhere in the 20s. 20 through 23 20s. or something like that. Yeah, it was somewhere our special there. with the uh, Tell Me Where I Lose, Tell Me Where I Lose You podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those characters might be uh, coming back to say hello. So if you don't remember what happened or if you missed that part of the story, uh, this is my final warning for you to go check it out. Um, otherwise, I think we should uh, talk to one of our friends. Uh from last time and tell us what happened in the last episode. I'm failing here. I don't know what's going Woo! on. You're doing great. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> last time on The Pod Has Been Cast, Horus helped prepare us for our journey onto Dungeon One. Before loading us up into crates, he told us to seek out a friendly person named Juno and to beware the dangerous prisoner running the rebelling wards, Sloane. He and Tanya returned to the Star Corsair on Xandar's Clipper, and the three of us smuggled our way onto Dungeon One. Upon arrival, we were separated. I worry Rain and Xandar may have ended up with the hostile prisoners, but I'm sure they'll be able to navigate the situation with diplomacy and discretion. I have my own situation to navigate. I was found by Dr. Wainwright, Rain's father, and one of the lead scientists responsible for the Warforged. He took me up to his lab on Dungeon One, where he introduced me to a more personal project, an identical, if younger, clone of Rain. Sloan, we find you in the old warden's chambers. Um, what are you doing there? Um, I think I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the the folks that I sent out to retrieve the shipment to come back. I'm looking for I'm waiting for a progress report. And have you done any sort of redecorating in here? Um, yes, I have taken a small toothbrush, which I whittled into a shank and cut out the eyes of all of the posters that the previous warden had hanging up. Um, but that is uh, about the extent of it. Otherwise, I trusted their taste in, <laughs> in decor. Fucking metal. <laughs> I love it because it's like you said post. They were posters. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to make a shank. You know, you yeah. could have just like ripped <laughs> just it, you know? <laughs> you went through the trouble of making a shank just to poke it. Just to poke some eyes out. And the thing is, is like, I made the shank with the daggers that I have in my equipment. So like, oh my God. <laughs> it, was a, it was a passion project. It was just something mm -hmm. to fill the time. Well, Sloan, Fun. it's been a while since we've seen this character. What does Sloan look like? Um... Sloan is a um, a sort of androgynous human. Um, they are a average height, I'd say, probably like I don't know, whatever an average height is, five five maybe. Um, sure. I don't know, whatever tall people think it's. <laughs> um, they have Ooh, five five, so tall. I'll <laughs> drink of water. A real skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have um, really short, cropped, dark hair, um, smiling eyes, I think is the um, tag that was used in Monster of the Week. 
Um, and are wearing a uh, prisoner's jumpsuit. Um, they like to sort of like blend into the crowd. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Well, Sloan, you've taken control over Zone D. Um, and it's been tenuous at best. Um, there have been fights. Uh, people have gone missing. Uh, people have died mysteriously in the middle of the night. Um, and while all of that is going on, there's also shortages of food, um, shortages of water. Um, as you are holding this section now as like this group of prisoners, it seems like HAL is comfortable just kind of starving you all out, just sort of restricting your supplies, uh, seeing if you either surrender or do their work for them and kill each other. Yeah, typical. <laughs> As you are sitting there waiting, you hear someone coming down the hall. This is sort of your second in command in lieu of your old partner, Maeve, who has also gone missing. You see, I'm looking for a name on my list of names. Oh, this has to be a good fucking one, right? Oh, no. One would think I would just have this up. You see Quinn. (laughs) Quinn's here. Um, Zafir. Thank you, Zaref, for the name Quinn Zafir, um, who is uh, walking uh, down the hallway. You are sort of um, in a sequestered area of this maximum security prison. Nobody else is really on your wing. Um, that's mostly for your protection more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaref sort of like uh, knocks on the door. Uh, you can just tell from the footfall that that's them on the other side. Um, I will open the door. Um, knife in hand, not in like a threatening way, but just like prepared for whatever news they're about to bring. (laughs) Uh, They sort of slink in and like close the door behind them. So that could have gone better. I'm going to need you to be a little more specific. Well, listen, we did get some food and some supplies and don't worry, I have your stuff set aside as usual. But, um... We also found something else of interest. Uh, two living things. I um, I stare at Quinn in the way that a teacher does when <laughs> they know that you know the answer, and they're like, I'm not going to engage. Spit it out. Have you ever met a Rain or a Xandar? One of them's a human, the other one's a gith? I don't think so. I haven't, right? Uh, roll a history check. Okay. Yeah, we historical. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they told a story. Um, that's a three. You've never heard of these losers before. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's the Hack Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds made up. Not your bag. <laughs> Sounds like a pair of virgins to me. Um, uh, I, I say, um, I say, uh, no, but from your tone of voice, it sounds like you might know a little more about them than I do. Um, she sort of uh, slides over behind your desk, perhaps a bit familiarly, and um, slides a tablet in front of you. It's already on to a page on what looks like an internet column of some sort, where it says, um, Xandar Radnex declares himself the Gith Counselor. Um, I, uh, I, like, read this article, like, I flip through it, um, and, uh, uh, I look at Quinn, um, sort of like a little amused, but also I think Sloane is thinking like, what the fuck is happening out there that they are sending counselors? This is the second counselor that we have received, I think, in this prison. And so, or that, that I know of. And so I, uh, I will, um, you said they were living. Um, she puts up a finger like, wait, and she like kind of flips through the tablet a little bit and it, um... Another headline comes up. It says, uh, Hack Olympics end in tragedy. And it sort of shows a picture of the uh, team that had won Hack Olympics from several years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sort of highlights a bit of it where it sort of lists the name of the team. And uh, Xandar is listed. And next to that, Rain Hallwinter. And she sort of taps on the last name, Hallwinter. Um, and I do recognize this name, don't I? Uh, you do. You know of Counselor Hallwinter, yes. Okay. Mm. Um, I look at Quinn and I say, probably not a very common family name, huh? I should think not. I have them out in the hallway if you'd want to talk to him. Bring him in. Rain and 
and Xandar, you're standing out in the hallway of the maximum security block of this prison. Uh, where you are, there's just sort of empty offices that have been like completely cleared out of any supplies. You see overturned desks, papers scattered all over the place. Um, at the very end of this hallway is a door marked Warden um, that you just saw Quinn go through. Uh, behind you are two guards, just sort of like, well, not really guards, but former prisoners, now guards, <laughs> sort of standing <laughs> behind you with weapons, just kind of eyeing you. Uh, are there magazines in the... Is it like a little waiting room? Like a room? waiting room? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely roll an investigation check. Yes, my best roll. There's uh, a water feature in the corner. Yeah. 20, 22. <laughs> Jesus, 22, great. You yeah. do see under an overturned um, a bench uh, a ripped magazine. <laughs> it's just ripped to shreds. Yeah, it's like completely yeah, shredded. <laughs> cool. I cast mending on it and I read it. <laughs> Rain, reach, Rain reaches for the magazine, but Xandar uses his invisible Mithyanki, uh, Githyanki mage hand to like move it a little out of reach every time she reaches for Dude, it. Enough. Enough. And we just slapping hands. Start doing, yeah, we have like a slap. We're like kids. We're like kids sitting outside the principal's office. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're doing this, the door like swings open and Quinn is standing there. They're ready for you. All right. I stand cool. up and dust myself off and I, I push rain and then I walk. I start walking through the door. Yeah, as you're about to walk through the door, Quinn sort of puts a hand on your chest. Don't try anything funny. Oh, uh, nope. All serious business here. All serious. Right, Rain? Yeah, no goofing around. And I toss the mag. I rip the magazine into pieces. <laughs> I throw it on the table. <laughs> I throw it on the table. They step have, out they of the way. Us, have they let us keep our weapons and everything? Are we like uh, Yeah, you still have their weapons. They haven't taken your weapons from you. They don't seem to mind too much that you have them. They all have weapons, cool. too. Then I don't feel, like, super threatened, you okay. know? Like, I think I think it's our goal right now to talk to the leadership of this and sort of, like, see what's going on. I think we'd rather be on their side than not. So I think I'm pretty, like, calm, cool, and collected here. Well, Xander, you've come to the right place. Because yeah, the leader I, stands in front of you. No, no, please. I was just going to say, like, something really quick before we go in is a reminder that that uh, Horace said just to be careful with Sloan. And we were told in the crate or in the ship heading here that we were meeting Sloan. So even though we might be able to curry favor, let's keep our eyes peeled. Okay. You step into the former warden's office. Um, you see the posters with the eyes cut out. Um, you see a very suspicious stain on the floor that looks like it was probably a blood stain of some sort. <laughs> um, and uh, a sitting. How, how are you? How are you sitting on this desk, Sloan? Um. <laughs> uh, the gayest way possible. Like I think, like <laughs> I think, like on top of the desk, cross-legged. Um, just sort of like like flipping a knife in between my fingers, not in a threatening way, but like in a in like a nervous tick way. Like it's just sort of like a thing that that they do when they're gotcha. stressed. Um, and Quinn closes the door. Quinn stays in the room um, as you all enter. There you go. What's up? Nice to meet you. I'm Xandar Radnex, uh, holder of the Gith council seat on the intergalactic council slash outlaw uh just overall total resistance fighter uh love what you've done with the place seems like you have organized some sort of resistance here yourself yeah your posters are sick and nice toothbrush <laughs> uh thank you for noticing i appreciate that uh what is a counselor doing in prison well, I sort of serve dual roles. Uh, I'm mostly here to carry out a mission to kind of shut this place down. Uh, I, I, you know, I like to get down in the trenches with the people. I'm more of a boots on the ground kind of representative. Right. And you? And I look at Rain. Oh, uh, well, some people call me Rain Hall Winter, but I usually go by Slime, so you can call me Slime if you want. That'd be cool. Uh, uh, there's like a knock at the door, and you see Quinn like goes over and uh, opens it, sort of sticks their head out. Um, you hear like some words being exchanged. Uh, Quinn turns back to you, uh, Sloan. You good? Yeah, I'm good. On uh, Quinn pops out. Uh, okay. 
Well, now that it's just the three of us, um, without any of the political jargon, what are you actually here to do? Well, I was being honest when I said that we're here to shut this place down. Uh, it seems like a base of operations for where these warforged are being created, and we've been sent here to discover that process and uh, hopefully reverse it if, if we have any luck. Um, I think at the mention of the Warforged, Sloane sits up uh, a little straighter. Um, what do you know about the production of the Warforged? Well, we know it's pretty fucked up. Um, we don't really know too many details about the actual production of the Warforged, but we know that innocent people are being used to create them. And they are becoming a part of this force that is a threat to the entire void, so we're on a mission to shut down the production of these Warforged here. And judging by your jumpsuit, I'd say it's your kind that they've been using to make them. Mm -hmm. Well, takes two to tango, so my kind and another kind, but yes, I do think that we've had some, um, and then I look behind them to make sure the door is really shut, and then I I look back uh, and I say, we've been having some issues in terms of, well, I assume that the counselor's rebellion is maybe run a little tighter than, than the prisoners, so. Yeah, they're a little uppity. Well. Yeah. Uptight, I suppose I mean. Sure. And uppity. And uppity, yeah. <laughs> you give Slum. them one Highlights magazine, they just rip it to shreds <laughs> in the hallway. <laughs> so rude. Anyway, you got some Sprite in here? Um, thirsty. Uh, I look at Rain. Did <laughs> you miss fridge. the water feature in the hallway? No. <laughs> uh, uh, if you if you shut this place down, what happens to us? Well, hopefully you. You know what? I look over at Rain. I'm like, you know what? I don't think that we've discussed that yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I was always assuming y'all would just like fight for our side and and all would be forgiven but maybe I'm being a little naive I'm not sure the rest of the council would be too keen on that yeah what what do you know what it was like before all of this weird like warforged stuff was happening like who was running this prison was it just the galactic council um, do I oh know yeah, that? it's important to mention that we've been catatonic for the last four years. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> donk, yeah, donk. yeah. I, roll uh... a quick um, history check with advantage. Okay. Ooh, nat twenty. Oh, Ooh, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, you remember a lot about um, sort of the time before everything kind of fell on Dungeon 1. Uh, you've been here for quite some time. You um, remember that it was. Not great. You're in the maximum security wing. Um, you were sort of like stuck inside of a box all day long. You got some time out, like on a yard, and to move around. Um, but you remember things like sort of slowly getting worse over time. Um, you have a memory of like being out on the yard in the uh, cage, sort of next to you is Mave. You used to like sort of talk through that cage when mm-hmm. you had an opportunity. And then one day, uh, Maeve was gone, and so were all the other Voidforged that were in this block. And the rumor was, all the Voidforged and some of the people had been taken as well to the end zone. Um, You remember seeing uh, more, instead of just like regular prison guards, guards wearing the um, HAL emblem, um, sort of moving around the prison doing things. And then... Slowly but surely, all hell started to break loose. Power surges, um, doors opening, and um, uh, full-scale riots not too long after that. Okay. Um, I think when when Rain asks, like, what it was like before, um, I think the knife sort of, like, slips out of Sloane's hand, and they try to catch it and, like, stab it into the desk, um, and uh, which is less cool than they want it to be. And um, they, they, they say... Um, well, it wasn't great, but it was, well, you know, when the world falls to shit, nobody really cares about the people they've got locked up, so. But it got it, worse. Yeah. And, I, and I'd say that even in the before times leading up to these um, awful times, 
politically speaking, the uh, dungeon population has gone completely out of control. Uh, I'm all for dungeon reform. Uh, no more private dungeons. Uh, but as a citizen of the void, I'd say that the more enemies of HAL that we have on the outside, the more comfortable I feel. So I would say that I would do everything in my power to get as many allies armed and on my side as possible. Yeah, and I mean, to be completely honest with you, Xandar and I are not necessarily the, uh, you know, goody two-shoes of this operation. You know, we both have done our fair share of, uh, you know, fucked up shit, right? Yeah, we're pretty bad. Yeah, yeah we're bad. We're cool. <laughs> we can be, we can be kind of bad. <laughs> I think Sloan is, Sloan is sitting there, like looking like, like, okay, well, one of you is a counselor and one of you is a counselor's child, and so like, as far as like the whole like bad guy situation goes, um, but I don't think they say anything. But I think um, when they say like we're kind of the bad guys of the operation, um, I think Sloan will will say, um, um, yeah. Real bad guys winning the Hack Olympics. Uh, congratulations, I guess. Uh, a little late. Thanks, but, I know. It was pretty uh, cool. That was part of our youth mentorship program that we championed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I assume the rest of your team is, what, back uh, back wherever it is that you came from? Yeah. yeah. The team has splintered a bit, mm-hmm. uh, but... Mostly all accounted for. Mostly. A roll an insight I, check on that for me, Sloan. Okay. Um, Xander, are you trying to be deceptive here? I, I was I was literally just about to ask, I think, where Hart is. So or if they have like an idea of what the location of Hart is, so I don't think I'm trying to be deceptive because gotcha. I'm like leading into about to be like, okay. You're in charge. Where the hell's my friend? Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Then yeah, you can belay that insight check. Okay. Um, uh, it was a it was a dirty twenty. Just for those oh, of you keeping track nice. at home. Uh, these two cool. seem genuine. Um, not okay. exactly the badasses that they're describing, but yeah. you can tell that these two are not um to be trifled with. They definitely can hold their own. Yeah, and I think that there is a part of Sloan that is like. Well, if they can get me out of here, <laughs> I'll wear whatever uniform you want. If you can get me out of this fucking prison, like, sure. And I won't say that, but it's like that is sort of where the 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 thought process is going. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah, that's what they're thinking. Xander, uh, go ahead. So, yeah, I you know, before we um, I don't want to go as far as saying we're in some kind of negotiation because I think Brain and I both feel very comfortable here. We don't feel mistreated at all. Um, no way. You gave us these lovely jumpsuits. That, you know, the, the the movement and breathability in them is actually a lot nicer than I had assumed. Yeah. Um, My, mine but, are a little long. I think they were meant for someone taller than me, but... But yeah, no, it's, it's breezy. We'll just right, right, it's breezy. Well, yeah, we'll just roll but, them up at the bottom and then they'll actually look kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I love sick. how you've ripped the sleeves off. That's, that's <laughs> really tight. I've just been stepping on the pants. <laughs> they look really They're dirty. Bell bottoms. <laughs> They're wet. <laughs> the water's just wicking up your pants. <laughs> uh, uh, there are a couple of um, points of conversation I'd like to bring to your attention as the uh, leader of this outfit. Uh, first and foremost... We have a friend who uh, actually mentioned you by name. Are you uh, in any way affiliated affiliated with a, a former prisoner named Horace? I suppose you'd think he's a current prisoner, but we actually busted him out, so now he's a former prisoner. <laughs> uh, um, Sloan, I, I'll give you this one for free. I think um, most people, Horace is sort of like a legend. around the dungeon, especially after going to the Hack Olympics and doing so well. You don't maybe care about that sort of thing, uh, but you do know, like, Horace was able to work up to um, working on Park Station, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be, like, one of the cushiest jobs that somebody, like, currently um, at the dungeon can get. Yeah. Um, uh, Then Sloan nods uh, and says, yeah, I know Horace. Would there be a reason why Horace, as someone we both trust, uh, would have pointed to you specifically and said to be careful with how we placed our trust? 
Um, I think Sloane smiles. I think knowing that people outside of the prison are talking about them is like, <laughs> cool. Um, uh, my reputation precedes me. Um, uh, so Sloane smiles and says, Horace is a smart man. <laughs> Xandar on the inside really likes that answer. <laughs> yeah, we're both like Xandar's smile like and taking, nod. taking mental notes. Like he's got a composition book that says like how to be a badass. <laughs> and I just write that down. Um, all right. Well, you know, uh, I'm still approaching this sort of as a uh, enemy of my enemy kind of thing, but I think there's one other important thing that we want to bring up. It would seem that we smuggled ourselves in here on a uh, cargo shipment that was waylaid by your crew. Mm. Uh, and and Rain and I were in a box uh, and the third member of our crew was in another. And I'd like to just touch base on Logistically, uh, how that shipment may have I, been split. <laughs> you were being so corporate. I know. Sloan, Sloan, um, Sloan, like lifts up a hand and is like, is like, counselor, this is not a meeting. You can just speak to me plain. What do you I need? I finally breathe. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> sounds like I'm at a company meeting. <laughs> Avoid forged, one we care about very much. Um, Sloane, um, uncrosses their legs and, uh, and sort of like leans forward, um, and is now very invested in the conversation. Um, and, uh, and you didn't see them when you came in? No, I believe that our box was taken by your crew and their box may have wound up who knows where could have been could have been delivered exactly where it was supposed to go maybe y'all missed it um what kind of void forged a punchy one yeah real tall <laughs> must be nice uh 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 well counselor counselor's child Thank we you. might find ourselves in a bit of a well, at a at a at a at a perfect negotiation table. Seems perhaps that our interests have aligned. I will help you find your void forged friend. If you can help me find mine. There's a knock at the door. <laughs> uh Come in. Uh, Quinn um, uh, uh, opens the door in a rush and looks at you. Um, her face is kind of flushed. There's a problem. What? Come. Um, and she like sort of throws the door open and like runs down the hallway. Um, and I look at the two of them um, and I say, I say, well, business starts now. Uh, and then I'm going to follow Quinn down the hallway and hope that they come with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like I turn to Rain and I do like like the fist pump like we turn and I take my rifle I'm like let's go let's go we're going to the cool people party I start ripping the sleeves off of my jumps <laughs> I start ripping the sleeves off we're of my we're gonna give pants. each other stick and poke tattoos on the oh, ship no. out of here hell yeah <laughs> Sloan is my new best friend <laughs> somewhere Somewhere dark and cold, heart sheds a single tear. Um, <laughs> you see um, Quinn running down the hallway and opens up the door. Uh, you know Sloane, and also you two would know because you've just came through here. This sort of leads to like a gen pop sort of area. There's just like a lot of open cells here and um, prisoners sort of congregating like around. Um, Quinn opens the door free and uh, you can hear like there's like a commotion going on in there. Um, I am in, quarter staff drawn, ready to whatever is about to happen. Uh, do you follow? Yeah, I treat yeah. my rifle. Cool. <laughs> As you all run in, you see Quinn sort of like zip back behind the door and close it behind you. <gasps> uh, Sloan, you turn back and you see Quinn looking at you from the other side of the door. Um, mm -hmm. And she just sort of mouths, sorry. Fuck. 
on I the uh, spit. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> at the end of the room, you see all of the prisoners have sort of cleared wall to wall. Um, and they've all sort of fallen silent as you've entered. Um, you see three people sort of step out of the crowd across this room from you two. Um, you see a gnome with robotic legs sort of like step out on other side on either side of the gnome you see this like sort of strange like dog creature that's like foaming at the mouth it's got like one eye is much larger than the others it looks like it's maybe swollen um and it's just sort of tongue is like hanging out of its mouth drool sort of splashing on the floor and then you see like what looks like kind of like a normal dude holding a riot shield um just sort of like kind of looks at you and does the thing where you like draws a finger across the throat like like <laughs> hi i'm greg just a normal dude yeah, holding I, was a riot shield. Too. I was thinking greg too hey neighbor hey um you see like turns around and on his back or written in stick and poke tattoo it says h-a-l um and oh, no. you see uh this gnome steps forward well, well, well. It's been an awful long time, hasn't it? I uh, think I recognize this gnome, don't I? Uh, you both roll me, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, roll me a history check with advantage. I think Carlos recognizes the gnome, but Rain, <laughs> Rain true to fashion, is like, who's this nerd? <laughs> yeah, Rain rolls disadvantage. <laughs> you, you said history, right? Yeah. I got a 14. Okay. Uh, I got uh, I got a 15, but even if I pass, I'm going to like actively treat this person like I don't recognize who they are. Fair, yeah. You can make that choice for yourself. Okay. But you both recognize the Sloan from, uh, this Sloan, this character from uh, back at the scrapyard. Damn. This is the gnome that fought you in that mech suit from before. Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of like kind of continues to poof, um, walk towards you as he says, you killed my brother, and now you, Sloan, you're making a deal with these guys? They killed Festus. Festus, where have I Who? heard that before? Festus? <laughs> um, he sort of like draws open uh, his jumpsuit, and you see Festus written out on his uh, chest, um, and like the number four, and then life spelled with a Y, I, I lean over floor in, a, in a true meta moment. I lead, lean over to Xandar and I whisper, did we do a Christmas special? Xandar <laughs> uh, will lean over to Rain and out of the side of his mouth go, this guy's made of spaghetti. <laughs> the gnome says, I heard that. And I assure you, I am not currently made out of spaghetti. You stood there and smoked the cigar over my brother's dead body. So now I'm going to smoke all of you. And this time, I have a little backup. This is Dr. Bites. Um, you see the uh, dog guys just sort of... <laughs> and this is Dylan. And Dylan's sort of like, fuck you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy, I don't take too kindly to that. <laughs> I'm here with the HOA. You guys are... I'm breaking code. Uh, the gnome uh, looks at you, Sloan. So whose side are you on, Sloan? Because it seems like he sort of like draws out to the card, uh, the crowd. Sloan siding with the enemy. And you see a bunch of the prisoners start, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, what? Um, <laughs> I, am, I am going to pull my quarterstaff um, to the front. Um, and I am going to look this gnome in the eye. Uh, and I'm going to say... Um, You got all of these people here just to what? Witness you challenge me and fail? What happens if I do team up with these guys, the people who managed to break in here? I don't know if you've been able to get any news from the outside being unable to read and all, but uh, these um, these guys are with us. And if you're siding with Dylan, and Dr. Bites over here, then Dr. I'd say that maybe you're the one defecting to the enemy. 
and um, I need him to make a wisdom saving throw. What the fuck? Um, so I have an ability called Words of Terror. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can um, infuse words with an insidious magic that can inspire fear. If you speak to a humanoid for at least one minute, you can attempt to seed paranoia and fear into its mind. God damn it. Um, <laughs> make him shit himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so he just needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Against what? Against my spell save DC. Okay, that's probably gonna fail. Okay, um, he is he is frightened of me um, for an hour until he is attacked or damaged. Um, but, you see, he like stops in his tracks with his robotic feet. He's like, "You're wrong. I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of anything." Um, and he looks at the other two. Go, avenge me! And he like kind of takes off and he like kind of runs and hides behind a table. Um, as Doctor Bites and Dylan uh rush in. Uh, let's roll for initiative. Woo! Ooh, twenty-one. Wow. Uh, 20. 16. Okay. Um. Hello. Xander, you're up first. You see, um, Dylan with this riot shield and Dr. Bites sort of running out in front. Um, it looks like they're headed straight for Sloan. Okay. Uh, I'm going to train my rifle on the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will, uh, I, I will, I will like look over at Sloan and give the like international criminals <laughs> signal of should I fire uh, just before I start shooting because I don't know if like they have a different plan, you know? Yeah, and Sloan, uh, Sloan gives back the international signal for fuck them up, fuck them up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Does like a suck it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I'll make my first attack then on uh, the doctor. Um, as you rush and uh, as you aim to take that attack, you see Dylan sort of slides forward and puts a shield up over the doctor, imposing disadvantage on your roll. Oh, okay. Well, Damn. my first roll, I got a two anyway, so I think I definitely don't hit. Yeah. Okay, your first one uh, ricochets off the riot shield. Uh, just your first uh, attack. Okay, I will make uh, a second attack then. Okay. Uh, that is going to be an 18 to hit. That on Dr. Bites, that'll hit. On Dr. Bites, okay. Nice. And then um, that will be a d10 plus two. So 11 damage. Ouch. And um, then you just you, you tear some fur after Dr. Bites. Uh, I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Zephyr Strike. Okay. Nice. And I'm going to make my third attack, which is my Gloomstalker attack. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make that at advantage, activating Zephyr Strike. Okay. Ooh. And that is going to be a 22 to hit. That hits. Nice. Oh, you're in trouble, Doctor. Yay! It's <laughs> going to be <laughs> Sloan a D10 has friends. Plus a D8. <laughs> Plus another D8. Uh, plus a D6 for sneak attack. Nice. Oh, yes, <laughs> Ooh, what a good noise. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 28 damage. Dang. You see Dr. Bites. Two true strikes. Dr. Bites hits the floor. Dylan says, no, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for I you, Zantar? You should really keep that thing on a leash. <laughs> and I look <laughs> around to the room for, like, reactions. Yeah, there's approval. There's definitely some approval from that. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't get the impression Dr. Bites was super popular. Yay. <laughs> if that's it for Xander, that's going to take us to rain. Um, okay, so I... A quick question about like where everyone is located. So like the three of them are located really close together, right? Uh, no. So the uh, uh, gnome, <laughs> the unnamed gnome has uh, <laughs> run away from the uh, fear sort of spell cool. and is uh, hiding behind a table. Uh, right. Dylan is next to the dead body of Dr. Of Bites. Um, probably about 25 feet from you. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to save this then. Um, 
no, fuck it. I just, I'm like, you know what? Let's smoke them up. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cast Fireball on this. <laughs> I will say, um, you can absolutely do that. This room is pretty crowded with prisoners, and there's no chance that you don't hit some of them with this Fireball. Oh, fuck. That sucks. <laughs> I'm Never mind. So sorry. <laughs> I mean, then you can still do it. Absolutely. Uh, no, I want these people on my side. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna cast fairy fire on this shielded gent. Nice. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So, so he has to he's do gonna it. make a dex save. Mm-hmm. DC 15. Um. That's a natural 16 on the die. Oh. Um. He. Uh. uh the, the shield just sort of repels your fairy fire. <laughs> nice try, nerd. Well, let's try again. Chronal shift. <laughs> okay. You're gonna try that roll again. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's gonna fail. Yeah. Um, you yes. see, like, Yay! only you remember that nerd comment being made as time is sort of reset. Um, and you fire just at the right time as Dylan was putting up his shield and like coat him in glowing light. Haha! Nice try, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, no, I say like now it's you who is doing the nice try, but like no one remembers the first. Part. Look out to the audience, and the prisoners who are judging are like three. Oh, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, nice try. Some of them are like, "He's funny, but I don't know so much about her." <laughs> She's a loose cannon. Um, you see the gnome then, um, sort of like, is, is kind of like, like, uh, uh, still retreating, like, away. There's no save. This is just, like, for an hour until they take damage. Um, is that the- uh, yes. The target is frightened this way for an hour until it is attacked or damaged, or until it witnesses its allies being attacked or damaged. So, oh, shit. Um, okay, so cool. It is so, no longer um, he'll snap out of it. Um, he's going to look over towards the crowd, and he says, we made a deal, BFO. And now I'm calling it in. I need your help to stop these guys. And he's going to look at you, Xander. You just took out most of his squad. And um, he is going to run at you with these metal legs, picking up speed as he does. And as he closes in on you, Xander, he sort of jumps up and like his feet kind of go out to like push you over. Uh, go ahead and give me I a... think they call that a kick. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking cool robot leg kick. Okay. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Um, his legs push you. <laughs> go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. I hope you fail okay. piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I got a 23. Okay, you dodge the feet as it comes down. Um, He slides around and goes in to uh, kick you. Does a... What is... 15 hit. No, my AC is 16. All right, nice. he kicks you with the other leg. Uh, that is going to hit. A uh, four... Not all that much, but you're going to fucking eat it. Make fun of my kick description. (laughs) (laughs) 11 points of damage as you are kicked with these iron feet. You hear um, after he sort of makes this announcement, the crowd starts chanting B F O B F O. Um, That's going to take us to Sloan. Do I know what BFO is? Sloan, you know exactly what BFO is. There's one person in this prison you fear above all others, and that is BFO. Big fucking orc. No! Okay, I am going to end this before BFO can even get here. Um, I am going to uh, look at the gnome, and I'm going to cast the spell Heat Metal. Oh my god! <laughs> That's his feet! That's his feet! Um, this is one of my favorite spells. Um, you cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast the spell. Um, Dang. So I'll, I'll roll they that. just take that. There's no save, right? There's no save. Okay. Um, this attack can't be blocked. <laughs> um, so that's eight points of fire damage. Okay. And um, if the creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Yeah, you definitely can't drop these feet. So yeah, he's going to be burning. 
<laughs> These um, are very much attached to his body. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Why are you trying so, to fuck me? Um, so he can make the con save. And if he makes the save, then he doesn't have disadvantage. Oh, I see. If, okay. If he doesn't, then. Uh, how does a 15 do me? Uh, meets it, beats it. Nice. Damn it. <laughs> um, this is a nice summer's day compared to the agony I felt because of these two. Um, and that is going to be Dr. Bites is dead. Yay. Yay. Dylan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dylan looks at you. A name that strikes fear. <laughs> Dylan looks at you, Rain, and says, not fucking cool. And runs at you. Um, he's going to try to bash you with his shield. Uh, try it. <laughs> I mean, he's literally going to try it. Uh, that's probably no good. Let's see here. 16? No. Nice. Okay. I'm just going to try one more time. Uh, that's worse. That's worse. Um, <laughs> math. Dude, <laughs> did that not need was to count worse, that. Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dylan goes in, is just trying to bash you with this riot shield. Hold still so I can bash you, nerd. <laughs> uh, that was lame, wasn't it? Um, there's some Dylan fans in the crowd, but some people are like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One guy's covering up his Dylan for life. <laughs> sticking both hands Sort of shaking their head. Out of the crowd at the top of initiative, you see this gigantic orc. Fuck. Push this crowd aside and come out. Um, he's got like a cigarette kind of hanging out of his mouth. He sort of was like assessing the situation. Looks at um, the gnome whose like feet is burning and sort of shrugs and he yells, B-F-O! And the whole crowd starts like cheering and screaming. No. Um, he's going to look directly at you, Sloan, and you, obviously he like with unhuman speed charges straight for you and right as he's about to strike with this giant like club that looks like it's a twisted table um yeah. you see he vanishes in a puff of smoke and you ah. see some confetti start flying from where he exploded and a little black card sort of falls onto the ground um I... and that's gonna take us to Xandar uh, fuck. Uh, uh, Xandar's super confused. Um, you see this gnome get up and like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you guys do to BFO? <laughs> BF no more. Hey, that was pretty cool, right? <laughs> People are stunned. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm engaged with the, with Leggy Boy, right? You are engaged with Leggy Boy, yes. Okay. I would like to cast uh, Zephyr Strike as a bonus action then again. Okay. And uh, activate it so that I don't take any attacks of opportunity. Okay. As I put as much distance between myself and my enemies as possible. Sure. Okay. So um, you move about 30 arranged. feet, so you can probably get 30 feet away. Okay, I mean, my movement with Zephyr Strike, I think, is doubled. Okay, yeah, they've, like, purposely kind of locked you in this cage, but we'll say that you can probably get about, if you, like, kind of get into the crowd, probably about a good 40 feet away. Okay, and then I will uh, take my first shot on... Um, Leggy Boy and uh, Shieldy Boy aren't uh, by each other, right? Well, what do I know if Dylan will be able to use his shield ability for... Uh, it does not look like Dylan's going to be able to help this time. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to shoot uh, Festus's brother. Okay. Fuck him up. Festus's brother. <laughs> Did we do a Christmas episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> or just now it's oh like... Oh, my God. <laughs> just start oh laughing. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. That hits, uh, <laughs> that hits Bestus. Okay. Bestus. Bestus is his name. Yeah. Yes. Real uh, original. Ooh, wow. I'm on fire with these D10s. That's 12 damage. Nice. Ouch. Uh, not looking great. Yeah. And I will take a second shot at him, activating Zephyr Strike to give myself advantage. Okay. And I will make this a sharpshooter shot. <gasps> All right. 
Sharpshooter shot. Sharpshooter shot. Sharpshooter shot. Okay, sweet. So that is 25 to hit minus five. So dirty 20 to hit. That hits. Yay! Okay, great. Woo. So this is a D10 plus the D8 for Zephyr Strike plus sneak attack because I had advantage. And it will be whatever this rolls plus 12. Which is another 10 on the D10 and a 6 on the D6. <gasps> Uh, and a four on the D8, so that's 20, plus 12 is 32 damage. Oh, wow. Sorry about you, bad guys. You uh, see, uh, 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 Bestus, like, stumbles back from that shot, definitely, like, bleeding from an open wound. Uh, fucking looks, like, barely hanging on. No, I have to avenge you, Festus. No. Um, anything else for you, Xandar? No, I'll be like, yeah, I pushed you with my gun. Takes <laughs> 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 terrain. Um, so I'm like uh, dodging and weaving this guy's like shield attacks, and uh, I, as I get down to the ground, I spin my watch and uh, I pick up some of the pebbles from the rubble when BFO dropped. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna cast magic stone. You and on- these fucking magic stones. I love it. <laughs> cast those rocks. I grab three magic stones okay. and I hand them to my little friend QB. QB. Um, my little tiny servant on my shoulder. Okay. Um, and then, and then, so that's my bonus action. And then with my action, I am going to. Uh, I guess I have to just like attack this guy because I, I cast a spell. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out my plasma cutter and I'm gonna try and cut him. Oh, uh, okay. Cut him. I have advantage because he's very fired. You do. Oh, yeah. So that's a dirty 20. Um. A hit? Yeah, that'll hit, yeah. Sweet. And it's only for, uh, seven slashing damage. Seven. All right. Um, you cut uh, Dylan's chest. Um, he looks down his like little dribble of blood. Um, g- comes down like his pack, and he's like, "That's nothing." I'm just Dylan. wait, buddy. I'm Dylan. <laughs> I'm Dylan. He turns Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's rain. Um, that's gonna take us to Bestus. When does Bestus take this uh, hot damage? Um, he takes it on my turn. On your so, turn, okay, cool. So yeah, Bestus but he does like- have disadvantage on his attack rolls and ability checks until I go. So hot. Oh wait, but I thought you succeeded on his con save. Oh, you're right. Then okay. he is—he's um, just a regular little leggy boy. All right, then he's gonna turn direction and run at you, Sloan. Uh, Sloan, give me a dexterity saving throw. I would love to. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um. 21. God damn it. <laughs> and as he lands on the other side of you, he comes at you with a couple of kicks. Uh, the first kick is a 21 to hit. That'll hit. The second kick. Ooh, is a crit. Uh-oh. I okay. like them apples. Okay, now we're on the board. At least Bestus gets to do something before he dies. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six. Die. It's going to be 38 points of damage to Sloan. Whoa. Whoa. You hear your jaw sort of click from that second uh, uh, kick. Yeah. As uh, uh, is just like white hot with rage and also feet. And also feet. <laughs> <laughs> and also okay. Feet. Um... How you doing? Yoinks. That is uh, Bestus. That's going to take us to Sloan. Okay. With my bonus action, I can deliver the same um, damage to his <laughs> to his his little feats. Cool. So as he lands from those uh, kicks, you see he just sort of buckles and like falls over. The legs stay standing because they're metal, so he just sort of flaps over them. Um, he's like, Festus, I'm coming, bro. Terrible <laughs> 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 last words. Wait, that's not what I. <laughs> 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 not cool. 
Um, okay, that was my bonus action, um, was killing Bestus. And <laughs> so um, I am going to run to um, attack Dylan. Uh, yeah, you see Dylan look at uh, Bestus, like, sort of, like, uh, uh, fall over. And you see Dylan looks at you with, like, wide eyes. Uh, and I say, time's up, Dylan. And um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna swing at him with my quarter staff. And okay. I have advantage, right? Because he's still mm-hmm. fairy fired. He is still fairy fired. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is a dirty twenty. That hits a lot of dirty twenties today. A lot of dirty twenties. Dirty twenties. <laughs> um, okay. I am going to roll this damage. It's a d8. Um, so that'll be six points of bludgeoning damage and. Okay. I'm going to um, use a tool called Psychic Blades. When I hit a creature with a weapon attack, I can expend one of my bardic inspiration to deal an additional 3d6 psychic damage. So um, I'm gonna do that. Um, (laughs) So just one second, please. Um, uh, That'll be 17 points of psychic damage on Dylan. And um, he just hears the voice of his father. And, um, <laughs> whatever it is, it's not great. You it's can not tell. great. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I would like to pick up the card that fell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You pick up the card that fell where BFO sort of exploded into smoke. Yeah. And you see it has like a symbol that looks like a um, an, an O, like the letter O with mm-hmm. a lowercase I in the center of it. And underneath, you see written Infinite Coliseum. <gasps> okay, um, I'm just going to tuck that into my pocket, and that will be the end of my turn. I give a little bow to the audience. Um, you see that? They, um, some people do cheer. You see Dylan sort of um, back up and be like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Fuck, I'm cool. All right? <laughs> um, sort of like takes off their riot shield and like throws it to the ground. Be chill. All right, I'm Dylan. I'm cool. All right, fucking nerd. Oh, are you surrendering? <sighs> yeah, I give. All right, I can respect that. Cool. And then I, good move. I put my quarter staff back. I try. All right, I'm gonna go. So. <laughs> sucks. All right, uh, and I, I, I just lean in real close, and I say, Sloane will remember this. I'm, I'm so fucking sorry, Sloane. It was like <laughs> totally not even my idea. Yeah, I could tell. Next time, why don't you have um, better ideas, okay? Yeah, don't be a sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I won't be a sheep. <laughs> uh, and then I, <laughs> and then I, I'm just gonna turn to the rest of the room, um, um, and I'm gonna say, "Sorry about your show, everybody. Uh, back to business." Yeah, they all kind of grumble and walk away. You see the door to your office sort of opens, and Quinn's come out. Quinn comes out, and um, sort of says, "I love the way you handle that, boss." Ooh. Uh, and I'm gonna pull my quarterstaff back out and um, hold it to her chest, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna just shake my head. Oh, come on. There's no use in crying over a failed coup. It had to happen eventually. And now everyone knows how strong you are. This isn't a spin thing, Quinn. I'm not looking for a publicist. Well, in another life, perhaps I could have been one. But instead, I'm a criminal. And then I turn to um, Rain and Xandar, um, and I say, if we're going to make it to the end zone, we need to start making a plan. And then um, I will take my quarterstaff off of Quinn's chest um, and I'll say, next time you try to kill me, do it yourself. Noted. Ooh. <laughs> From the corner. <laughs> Ooh. We're both like, Ooh. That is kind of nice. Xandar <laughs> is standing over Bestus's body like, is anybody going to take these legs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you see a couple people like kind of coming over, and they were like, like looks like they were. Uh, one of them is already going through the dog's like sort of body, um, and some of them are like sort of standing by, waiting for you all to like kind of move so they can like go figure out like what Bestus might have on them. Um, the safest place is still probably my office, right? Probably, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, most likely, yeah. Okay, um, I'll turn to the two of them, um, and I'll say thanks for your help. Yeah, of course, yeah. we're a real show of force. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, straight shot. Yeah, really How many cool. more enemies you got in this place? Well, everyone's an enemy unless they're a friend, so. Yeah. And even then, and I look at Quinn, 
and I flip her off. (laughs) (laughs) We're like 30 feet away and just like commiserating and then just out of nowhere, just flip off Quinn. Um, I'll just go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. Okay. Oof. Six. Ten. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, Xandar, as you're like sort of like walking back towards the office, you see these people that are kind of like going through uh, Festus's pocket. Definitely like pull something out that seems to like, you see like flash of interest over their eyes and they like sort of go to tuck away whatever they found. Can I walk up and be like, what is that? <laughs> Everybody what? knows the rules. Hey, what is that? <laughs> to the winner. What's the rules? Everybody knows the rules that whoever drops them gets first dibs. Yeah. I that's guess Sloan's. that's the rules. Fine. Here, we only found this. They sort of hand you like a crumpled piece of paper. And I'll like lean in. I guess I'll try to intimidate them. <laughs> yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, why yeah, not? Can I help? I just yeah, like I'm well, mimicking, I'm mimicking <laughs> everything that Xandar is doing. Okay, and it cool. might not be helping. <laughs> Don't give me disadvantage. Uh, 17. Yeah, uh, they hand over the other card bashfully, um, embarrassed that they got caught, and uh, walk off. You uh, find yourself holding a key card. This is a black key card. And the crumpled piece of paper, as you open up, seems to be a very crudely drawn map. It doesn't mean much to you, Xandar, um, but it very clearly looks like directions to something. Uh, I will take... um Dr. Bite's collar. I'm assuming Dr. Bite was wearing a collar. Uh, he can be, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I just want to stash it. Uh, and then and then I will present the uh, the map and the card to Sloane, and I'll be like, you're spoils. Thanks. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll investigation on that, Sloane. Okay. Oh, not 20. 20. Hell yeah. Woo. You look 21. at this card, and you sort of hold it up to the light, and you see the letters H-A-L sort of holographically like printed on it. Bestus was working with Hal this whole time, probably reporting back on your troop movements, keeping tabs on like what, how many supplies you all had. Bestus was working on the inside. And looking at this map, you think this is directions to wherever Bestus was going to do his drops. Rat bastard. Um... Does it look like, uh, uh, okay, I will, God, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I, I look at Xandar, um, and I say, I say, thanks. Uh, I think that, like, it does take Sloane by surprise that they, one, helped so willingly, and now that Xandar has, like, given them this, these, these, like, things, um, uh, uh, well, I guess we should probably get out of here before somebody else tries to kill me, and then uh, we can talk about actually getting out of here. Yeah, Sloan, a lot of these people kind of suck. I mean, we've met a lot of your friends, and like 50% of them have tried to betray you immediately. I only have one friend here, and hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I okay. On the way back to the office, I pass Quinn, um, and I say, uh, whatever they were paying you, I'll figure something else out. I need to know who else is working on the inside. You got it, boss. Thanks. Uh, and then I'll go back to my office. As the door closes to the warden's office, we pan out from Dungeon 1 to somewhere else in the <gasps> void. Somewhere dark and far. Uh, you see um, two dying stars orbiting each other. In the middle, you see some floating planet, this um, uh, strange mix of different sorts of pieces of things that are like kind of stuck together, almost like a puzzle piece. And in there, we see this massive machine light up and Things whirling and rattling inside of it, and something like kind of falls through the machine and comes out of a chute. A little ball with a giant orc inside of it, sort of <gasps> banging on the sides. We see the orb sort of float up, and something with a gigantic eye is sort of inspecting it. Mmm, yeah, this will do nicely. And that's where we'll stop. Ah! <laughs> 
The mysteries of the multiverse. Gooky, gooky. Good job, everyone. Good job, Jules. Yeah, Thanks. Good job. Oh, thank you. We whomped you. We whomped you. Take that, Dylan. I think I put yeah. some decent damage on the board. I don't you know. did. No, Sloan is almost dead. Call <laughs> <laughs> a womp. Disclosure. <laughs> if uh, people want to discuss whether or not that was a womp, where can they find us? <laughs> it was a womp. Uh, where all good debates live. <laughs> the internet. Um, you can find us on social media at The Pod Has Been Cast on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website. And you can follow us on Twitter and and TikTok at the PHB cast. And you can use all of those social media platforms to tell your friends about um, how much you like our podcast. Word of mouth is a really helpful way to support us if you aren't able to join our Patreon. Um, and it just um, spreads the word about what we're doing out here. Um, we really like doing it and we hope that you really like it too. Carlos, are there any womp bats we need to be saying thank you to this week? <laughs> The Wombat that we're saying thank you to today is Steve Lebeds. Um, Steve Lebeds used to do some editing for our show. Um, he does a lot of editing for the podcast uh, Hate Mail. Um, and right now he's living in Amsterdam with Ooh. his wife Ooh. and uh, just living the dream. But he gave us a really comprehensive list of equipment and things that we, we would need for when we hopefully eventually record in person. So... Um, all the help and all of the, the, the support through Patreon um, is going towards basically that nice little grocery list that he put together for us to make sure that this podcast is as awesome as possible for you all. There are a few, a shining few, mm. we call the unwompable. And that is our hall oh. of oh. patrons. Oh. I'm talking about these undefeated Patreons that have led to just such a wealth of lifeblood flowing through this podcast, making that grocery shopping Carlos was just talking about possible. I'm talking about Patreons like Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Carl O'Scatling, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Thomas Squire, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and of course, my big brother Juan. I thank you, Patreons, for your continued support. Head on over to our Patreon, uh, where you can find exclusive bonus content, including maybe something that was teased in today's episode quite soon. Um, but to catch it, you're going to need to be on our Patreon. So uh, Robert mm-hmm. just understood what I was talking about. I just figured it out. <laughs> a Christmas episode. Christmas this is Christmas. Christmas episode. <laughs> so if you want to find our Christmas episode, it will Christmas only be on our Patreon. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for our support. If you don't have the uh, funds to support us, we understand <laughs> in this economy. Yeah. Uh, just, um, you know, give us a shout out. Tell your friends. All of that. There's one place where... <laughs> I always go for a nice cold one after a fresh whomping, and that's Robert's Corner. Uh, Robert's Corner this week, shout out to the Chicago Abortion Fund. Uh, If you can, absolutely jump on there and make a donation. Illinois is the state that we all live in, and uh, fortunately a, a progressive sort of sanctuary state for people who are going to be coming in from uh, some of our neighboring States which had some trigger laws go into effect the other day, restricting access to abortion. Abortion is healthcare. Healthcare is a right. If you have the funds available, jump on Chicago Abortion Fund. Help them support uh, people who need some financial, logistical, and emotional support in a pretty terrible time. Damn, that's a good Robert's Corner. Damn, Damn. man. Good job. Hall of nice. Fame. Hell yeah. Um, get the fuck out of my house. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>